0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to bring your soul to work with Mo Fall. Hello everyone. We are going to bring your soul to work today. We are going to do that today. I am going to talk today about a very normal human problem. And that is stress. I'm not going to talk about it in the usual way. I'm going to talk about it in the Mo way, which if you've been following my work at all, if you've been uh, privy to uh, how I inspire and, and, and lift souls and change people's lives and careers, you know that I'm hanging out in the energy realm. And whether we call this uh, spiritual, whether we call it the quantum field, whether we call it our energy body, whatever it is, it is scientifically true that we live in an energetic universe. And so everything we witness and experience in our human experience is something that we have to filter. We have to filter through energy. And that energy gets interpreted by us in our physical body. So you are creating your own stress. It's true. You are. You are interpreting the things that are happening to you. You are crafting language around your experiences and turning that into meaningfulness in a way that then turns itself through your programming which is then going to hit your energy body and it's going to feel something and you do that all in in an instant the unified field the quantum field in which we live does not have the speed of sound or the speed of light so it doesn't need to travel it is a wave form that is instantaneous. For bibliography references, see Einstein. See all the quantum physicists who have existed on this planet from the 1900s through the 20th century into now. There are truths that we know scientifically, and quantum physicists have mathematical equations for everything I just mentioned. They have mathematical equations for how an electron zooms around and doesn't exist in any single place ever. It is only isolated by its observation by a human being. Other than that, it's just an energy cloud of potentiality. And if you can, you can't, but if you could intellectually understand the trillions of cells and the multiple trillion atomic Particles that run your physical body, let alone all of those that exist in the world out there. You can't conceptualize the amount of energy that is swirling around in its potentiality every single second in your body. And what happens over time is that the energy that you have crafted into meaningfulness slows that energy down and turns it into a thing a thought, a feeling, an ache, a pain. And there are so many mechanisms that happen in our body. Once that happens, you'd have to read every medical text and understand every disease to really get your hand, your hold, your head on on that. We're gonna talk about the big picture of all of this because that we can at least grab a hold of. And through it all, I want to help you understand what stress is really doing to you. How it is that you are making matters worse or better. What to do about it. And perhaps some examples. So in the first half of the show, I'm going to give you a physiology lesson. I do that from time to time. I did it last night with my lovely ladies in my kick-ass workshop. They got a physiology lesson. Uh, I started my career as a... Registered nurse in a cardiac unit at the University of Pittsburgh Hospital in the 1980s a nice college grad with a spanky white Uniform and the criteria for the job. I took out of college was if I didn't have to wear the nurse cap In my job that was high on the list and um, I was in nursing before nurses wore scrubs Only in the OR did they wear scrubs. So every other floor, we had to wear nice white uniforms and white shoes. And I was coming into nursing at the time where uh, 99.9% of the nurses were women. And the old-time nurses were still wearing the white support hose and crisp, clean dress uniforms. I came in when we were wearing like pantsuit type of uniforms. So my first couple of uniforms were a little modern and I had kind of platform nurse shoes that had more cushion than the traditional. And nursing um, has been a very traditional type of profession with a lot of practices and, and do's and don'ts. And it's necessarily that way because when you're dealing with sick and injured people, you have to be very particular about sterile fields and protocols and doing the right thing. The physical body is known by medical science in the Newtonian world of cause and effect. And so as a young nurse, I learned about how the physical body reacts to things in the physical world. I didn't learn how the physical body reacts to things in the energetic world, in the quantum world. There's a whole nother thing that goes on in that realm. But as a nurse, I knew how to care for the physical body and I was always intrigued. Why do some people get sick and others don't? Why do some people get certain diseases and others don't? And when I was a little, little girl, I was so intrigued by all the diseases that human beings can have that I was exposed to in my mother's nursing books that she kept on the shelf. And I would spend hours looking at the gory pictures of strange diseases and skin problems and people with disfigured limbs and things like that i know it sounds a little bit weird and gross but as a young girl i was intrigued that the human body could look like that sometimes and growing up catholic it was kind of like what is god thinking that we can be so disfigured sometimes how does god allow for the human body to have leprosy and uh agromegaly where the face gets so disfigured and tumors that come out of the throat and all sorts of weird, strange things. It piqued my curiosity in a way that drove me really towards science and understanding how the physical body works. So as a young nurse, I came out from college and passed my nursing boards and worked at the, at the cardiac uh, floor at the University of Pittsburgh because I didn't have to wear my nursing cap. And um, had a blast learning cardiac rhythms and all the cardiac medications and the machines. And at the time, uh, pacemakers and defibrillators and uh, valve surgery and angioplasties and cardiac catheterization and implantable stuff was all coming to the rage. And heart and lung transplants were beginning to be done. And it was one of the few places in the world. So we had people from around the world coming for heart transplants and lung transplants and heart and lung transplants. Uh, Dr. Thomas Starzl was the uh, pioneering physician who brought uh, organ transplant forward in the 70s and 80s. Um, funny story, when he used to come and round on his patients in our cardiac area, he would leave his burning cigarette on the nurse's station while he would peek in on his patients and ask us how they were doing. And you better have had your answers. You better have gotten in before he did and done the patient vitals and known what the urine output was and the drugs that they were on and the doses. You better have known all that. Because Dr. Starzl was an exacting, smart, demanding surgeon. And he was well-respected. And we kind of laughed that he came cruising through with a cigarette dangling from his mouth. Um, That was okay back then. Certainly it's not okay now. As a matter of fact, I told a story on a Facebook Live this morning about how we'd have our cardiac patients sometimes sneaking off to the smoking lounges in the hospital uh, after their heart transplant and how upset I would get and how disappointed and how puzzled I would get when I saw a patient who had just had a transplant who had just received a, a, a heart or heart and lungs from someone who had just died, like someone had to die to save their life and they went through life-threatening surgery themselves to have that transplant put in and yet they were out smoking. Why do we do stuff like that? Because we have a default program that is built into our nervous system that tells us what to do. And most human beings on this planet, we love us all, don't we? We are living by default. We are creating meaning and interpreting things by default, because we have these filters or these programs that are built into our nervous system and our, into our psyche that tell us how to interpret things. And in psychology, we call these defense mechanisms, coping mechanisms. I loved psychology also, but I thought that the understanding and the underpinnings of psychology seemed to be just half of the story. And indeed, I find out later in life as an adult that it is just half of the story. Why do we craft a defense mechanism or a coping mechanism? Because we have to deal with the stress of a feeling that we don't know what to do with. And we don't know what to do with our feelings as human beings because the beautiful, lovely people who helped raise us told us it wasn't okay to be scared or may have shamed us or pushed us toward feeling guilt. Or maybe those people told us lies about things, so we learned to cover up the truth. Or maybe we had to come and tell lies about ourselves to cover up our truth. Or perhaps we were overtly uh, abused and, and, and told things about ourselves that were really not true we were told that by someone with with fear or their own pain so over time our body has crafted mechanisms to deal with this difficulty and it and it's it's a lot of pain that then needs to be covered up and what we do is the intellect comes to our rescue and creates stories rationalizations around our pain. And so we create stories and rationalizations around our pain to cover up our pain. And what we do is bury the pain. And we don't really bury it that effectively because it's sitting there informing every move we make. Every glance we get from someone reminds us of something that triggers that fear or guilt or shame or grief or the lies or the illusion. Everything. And so we live a life being affected by all of this programming that has coded the feelings that we didn't know what to do with. And I'm going to talk in the second half of the show how to start taking care of that. But here's the thing, when we coat those feelings and push them down and repress them all our lives because we don't know what else to do, we pretty much have a stuffed suitcase sitting in our energy body and it starts to cause problems. And some of the problems are predictable, but some of the problems are completely dependent on how your DNA is wired. You see, there are some families and some people's DNA that will um, have triggers for certain diseases or problems or conditions. And your DNA strand has its own programming that turns on and off certain genes to make certain things happen at the cellular level. Some people are inclined to have skin rashes if something goes wrong, or some energetic patterns that happen in the body are going to trigger those genes to not have proteins that heal the skin work properly. So a skin rash is going to erupt. Or we're going to have certain things that are going to turn on more juice acid in the stomach. And there are families who everyone has agita, stomach disorders. There are families where everyone has blood pressure there's an interesting thing if you watch uh, families I live on the on the beach in South Florida when you watch families walk along the beach or on a sidewalk anyway you'll see kids and parents walking the same there's a um, a, a brilliant uh, body mechanics expert who I was introduced to a couple of years ago he has a, a physiological practice in London and he tells story after story of how young kids have a tremendously difficult uh, walking patterns that you would think that they have hip dysplasia or, or a knee injury. And what has happened is that they've learned how to walk like a parent or an uncle or a, a grandparent. They've learned to pattern their walking In the exact same pattern as someone who was an adult person in their lives who regularly patterned this is how you walk so he would literally be treating six seven eight nine ten eleven year old kids who were walking incorrectly but had no physical problem that would cause them to walk that way their nervous system just picked up that modeling behavior by default because the adult Influence was to walk with a limp, or to walk with their back sort of crooked, or whatever it might be. And then over time, that 10-year-old kid developed secondary problems because their gait was off-kilter. And now he's got to fix the nervous system and reprogram the gait in the walking, because the body is going to go to its default mechanism unless it's corrected. And the default mechanism is usually just given to us. Here, this is how you be, This is how you are a, as a person. Here, this is how you are as an adult. Here, this is how you are as someone who walks. Here, this is how you are with someone who, who treats people a certain way. And we are given all of this default programming. Hey, Mo, what does this have to do with stress? Well, this is exactly how you are taught to deal with stress. If you're in a family where the parents yell at each other, you are learning how to be a yeller. If you're in a family where the parents don't yell, you're not learning how to yell. If you're in a family with parents or, or, or family members who love and appreciate each other, you're learning that. One of the biggest um, puzzles that I found early in my life, again, as a nurse growing up, it's a fact that kids who are raised in abusive environments, as adults, find an abusive environment. Like it's nothing you would think would be rational and, and logical. Like if you're a kid and you have a, an abusive environment, it would almost seem more likely that you would not want to have that. But here's why it happens, is because the default mechanism of this is how we are as humans, the templating that this is what life is, gets so ingrained that that kid learns that this is what life is. Life is about being abused or being an abuser. And oddly enough, they find people as adults who are just like that, like they find that. How in the world does that happen? It can't be coincidental. Of all the people you can date, you're gonna find someone who treats you exactly like how your family of origin treated you. There is no coincidence in that. It is an energetic pattern that you just find and match up with, and it feels comfortably familiar. So everything you migrate to, if you're not being mindful, is going to be the familiar pain, the familiar dysfunction, the familiar way of dealing with stress. I've had women in my my 12-week workshop, where we're um, helping coach them through their they're bringing their soul back up into a brightness really resurrecting their inner light and when we do that they start to notice things that aren't consistent with their beautiful soul and there's been several who have had this issue of they grew up in a family of yellers And they start realizing that that's not who they want to be, but they almost can't stop themselves from yelling when they are stressed out or when they're feeling frustrated with their kids in particular. And I remember a couple of women now coming to mind as I'm talking about this, who literally would be on a coaching call in our workshop. Let's say the word admitting that they're a yeller and that they have raised their kids by yelling at them basically uncontrollably because that's how they were brought up and it's their default mechanism it's what they know it's how they know how to be and once their soul starts coming back to life they no longer want to be that they now feel that it is incongruent with how awesome they are and how wonderful they really are it no longer matches up with the programming so when we bring a soul back to life and turn its volume up and resurrect it into its awesome beingness we now see contrast with what the family of origin or the programming of default is and now we've got a woman in a workshop who is evolving as a beautiful woman and she came in because her career wasn't working p.s it's going to be something deeper than that when your career isn't working it's something deeper just p.s you might want to know that so your soul starts coming back to life in a beautiful way and now you're thinking about beautiful wonderful things about who you are and what you're all about and you're able to turn away from the unwanted ways of being but what happens is that default programming is so strong it's this gravitational pull even though your soul is the best power plant of who you want to be and who you are your programming is going to pull you toward that Your programming is going to keep pulling you toward that default mechanism. So when you are under stress or you see something that bothers you or you have a feeling that you don't like, you're going to go to your default over and over. Go to default, go to default, go to default. And you're going to be like, why do I keep repeating the same patterns? You keep repeating the same patterns because your default programming is stronger than almost anything until we can get your soul revved up and resurrected back to a brighter light and a brighter power than the default we're now we're, we're arm wrestling default soul default soul default soul it's like this epic uh uh warriors battle and once your soul gets turned up enough the default programming now has something to to, to deal with and the soul says no default programming that's not how I'm going to conduct my life anymore I am no longer going to be a yeller to my kids I defy you default programming because my soul is now bright and I know what love feels like. I know what self love feels like, and I know how to be awesome. So you default programming are going away. And it's this epic triumph. And over time we can see this woman go from being a yelling parent to a loving, forgiving parent to a supportive parent from non-judgment And that parent now has options of how to be I'm dealing with women in my workshop so it's usually moms and so that mother now is able to make enlightened choices about who she wants to be with her kids and I'm not suggesting that all of the women in my workshop have this type of default programming and soul conflict but a lot of them do a lot of the things that stymie us in our careers have family of origin, roots. And it's exactly what we need to see out in the game of life in order to come back in ourselves to solve something that's not going to get solved in any other way than solving the inner problem. And you can't solve the inner problem by going directly up against it. You can't say to a yeller, just stop yelling. You can't do that it it won't work you have to bring your soul back and have a counter force that is stronger than the default programming you are creating your own stress response and conditioning by continuing to repeat the patterns you're doing that just like you can bring your soul back to life and resurrect your soul and begin to change how you respond to life and stress. You can have an awesome life and feel awesome about yourself. And you can change the default programming so that you're coming from a default programming of generosity and love and empowerment and positive expectation and optimism and hopefulness. You can live there. You can live in that zone permanently, you can. But you're going to have to overcome the default mechanisms of how you've learned to handle the stresses of life by your family of origin, by everyone you've ever dated, by all the teachers that you've had. They have either reinforced the default programming or they have helped you consider something else. Most people travel along life enhancing the default programming and finding an attractor pattern and crafting external experiences that enhance what they know to be true i've always been a yeller i'm always going to be a yeller that's just who i am that's who my mom was that's who i am they defiantly say as they trash their kids and yell at them and you know what while they're doing that they're not feeling good inside but it's all they know so the work that i do in my workshop the coaches who are on my team we're always helping our ladies reconstruct their careers and rise to a higher level by building that soul up so that the default programming that is so strong and powerful gets overridden by a beautiful light from within and that is the only way to do it you cannot quit being who you are by forcing yourself against that you have to create a better brighter more awesome loving light from within And that is your divine spirit. She has to be the winner. She has to be the one that comes back alive. And you can't effort through this. And you can't have a better resume. You can't have a better LinkedIn profile and still be from default programming. are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. We are talking today not only about bringing your soul to work, but about bringing your soul back to life so that you can counteract the normal disempowering ways that a lot of us handle stress. And if you are still in your default mode of how you were raised to handle stress, it's, chances are there's some things going on inside of you that don't feel good. And chances are there's some behaviors that you are exhibiting in the world that don't feel that good. However, if you are not aware that you can change it, or if you're not aware what the mechanisms are that actually make you be that way, you're not feeling empowered to make changes. You're possibly not feeling optimistic about the fact that life can be better for you. And one of the things I do as a kick-ass career coach with the ladies in my kick-ass workshop is that we help them change that paradigm and literally step by step, take them back to their soul, bring that soul back to light, show them who they truly are, underneath all that programming and rationalization, defense and coping mechanisms, and we say to them, here you are, this is your divine self, now let's craft a better story, now let's craft a better mechanism for handling life, now let's craft that career move that you couldn't get to now. Let's craft that powerful woman who couldn't put all of those things together because she was hiding her fear and her guilt and her shame. And when that gets buried deep within you, shut your light down and that is what stress does to us. It, it creates the environment in our body, to shut ourselves down. Do you ever wonder why when you're stressed out, you come home fully depleted because you're using so much energy to shut your feelings down and you're afraid of your feelings at the same time, because your feelings are so powerful and intense now after being blocked and repressed for so many decades that they're going to overwhelm you if you let them out. So most people don't feel safe letting those feelings out because they're overwhelming because 30 years of not dealing with fear and guilt and shame and grief. is a lot of feelings. It's a lot. It's intense. So most people keep it in the cage, keep it locked up. Don't give it permission to come out and play. And therefore their soul's light, their beautiful natural awesomeness is locked behind bars. And that creates every chronic disease that we know about in medical science. And if you're going to be exposed to a virus or something else out there, when the environment in your body is rich for being vulnerable... When your immune system is so broken down because of the chronic stress you're under, you're going to get the cold every winter. You're going to get the flu. You're going to get the this. You're going to get that. Guess what? Those things are circulating all the time. And when you're broken down and weak, you're going to get that. And when the DNA strands have broken down over being under chronic stress for a while and you have the propensity to have a skin rash You're going to get the skin rash. You're going to get the GI disorders. You're going to get the high blood pressure. You're going to get a metabolic syndrome that stops circulating the metabolism of sugar well. And you're going to start eating poorly because your body is going to be craving certain things to fuel it in a disempowering way. And you're going to wonder why you can't eat properly or stay on that diet. It's because you have adrenaline and cortisol coursing through your body, demanding different types of calories than what you're in your head know you're supposed to be eating. And you're going to likely then watch too much TV, eat the wrong foods, drink too much alcohol, shop too much, whatever else you can do to feel better on the surface. To avoid the feelings that you're afraid of that you've buried deep within, that are the exact things that are making you worse. And the stress that you have in the job that's not working out is making it worse. And it keeps compounding and compounding and compounding until something eventually gives. There will be an eruption. There will. Because you can't hold all of that powerful, emotional energy in forever. It will come out some way. Sometimes it comes out in flat out anger and rage. Sometimes it comes out in these skin rashes or GI problems. A broken heart turns into having angina. A heart rhythm disorder. Perhaps cancer. That was how my DNA got triggered. I got breast cancer in 2008. There's no other explanation for the breast cancer. I don't have it in my family. And even if I did, that would be one explanation why stress would trigger that. But it was the thing that I needed to bring me back to myself, to my soul self. And I've seen lots of women coming into my workshop who have had cancers, who have had skin diseases, chronic migraines, GI disorders, hip pain, back pain, sleep disorders, anxiety disorders, you name it. The stack of things that you see on the list of problems in the physical body caused by stress, and I'm not talking about stress in a superficial, I'm talking about stress and what it really is. What it really is is a whole mechanism of not handling your emotions properly and burying them for years and having cortisol and adrenaline coursing through your body in a powerful way that isn't meant to be that way. And eventually it ravages your body. And now you have some type of sickness or disease, anxiety disorder, illness, I'm not saying people don't technically have ADD or ADHD but that's the other thing the brain starts to w- work in wonky ways because you've literally redone the circuits in the brain mechanism and you can actually rewire to the positive by doing some of the techniques that we do in our workshop and meditation is a big one I talked about that yesterday on our coaching call again a physiology lesson when you calm your your stress response down in your body, you're going to begin to slow down the ravages of the physical body. And you have to do it energetically though. So energetically, you come back to life through your meditation practice, through breath, through taking care of the body's nervous system. And the first thing meditation does is it actually starts to bring forward the non-stress pieces of the nervous system and that begins then to settle in and the cells start working better and the breath brings back some coherence with how your heart works and your neural pathways in your brain begin to get back on track over time a steady meditation practice will counteract a lot of problems caused by the stress of cortisol and adrenaline coursing through the body. You can't stop the external things that are going to happen. You can't. You're going to have stuff on the external world that's going to occur. What you must do to live a life that's better is that you must learn how to cycle your feelings through so that they don't stay buried, how to allow yourself to feel so you don't get overwhelmed and do things that are off the charts. Otherwise, maybe some people might call them stupid. Um, And you must learn how to modulate your stress response and be in control, not of the feelings, but a good manager of them. You're going to have feelings that you might not like, and you're going to have feelings that you do like. But if you bury the feelings that come through you, you will have problems. And it is in a very simple way that you can begin to reverse all of this tragedy that happens starting with how you were programmed to handle stress. And most of us, God bless us all, were not programmed to handle stress really that empowered. We were taught to handle stress with judgment and shame and guilt and fear and bury it and push it down. And then we have to use our intellect to create stories around why that's okay. And now we've got this contraption that we have created that is allowing us to survive. And then every feeling we have after that, usually around the age of 21 or so, Every feeling we have after that goes through that mechanism that we've created to hide our feelings. And if you're over 40, it may have already been affecting your body. If you're over 50, almost certainly it has. Just the things I've observed in the women I've worked with, and actually many of the women I haven't worked with. Because sometimes... People's defense mechanisms and rationalizations of how their life is never going to be different are so overwhelming and so overpowering that I can't even, as a great coach, give them hope. Sometimes that happens. And as the nurse me, oh, that breaks my heart. It's like the cardiac patient who receives a new heart going to the smoking lounge yeah i got a new heart but boy i really like these cigarettes yeah. yeah someone died to give me their heart and some some parents lost their kid on a motorcycle accident and i got their heart but i'm gonna smoke my cigarettes it's who i am it's what i do when your default programming is disempowering and it runs your life, you're going to have problems. And knowing that you can fix it perhaps will give you some optimism and some hopefulness. And you can tap into that layer of positivity to start bringing your soul back alive. We've helped uh, shift and change over 500 women's lives in our Kick-Ass Career Workshop in the years I've been doing it. I have a lovely team of, of coaches and support staff uh, that works on my team where we wrap our, our our arms around our clients and help craft an environment where they're able to learn techniques to move their feelings, bring their souls back to life and craft wonderful, beautiful careers. If you need something like that, sometimes we we call it the career hospital. If you need to check into that, if you need to check into the career hospital and get things taken care of, you might be interested in watching my uh, masterclass which you could watch. It's a, it's a 45 minute webinar on five shifts to make in your, in your career in order to have a different result. Um, that's Mo Fall, M O F A U L. That's my name, mofall.com slash masterclass. And if you've heard enough and you like what you hear right now, you can go ahead and book a career clarity call with me, me and my team. Um, luck of the draw on who you get for your career clarity call. We love uh, letting the universe uh, figure that out for us. You can book that career clarity call. It's free. It's a 45 minute to an hour conversation about what's going on in your career. We help you uh, sort it out, dissect it, diagnose it and figure out if we can help you or not. Call is free and you're going to get such clarity that it's going to be life changing just on that. And you can book that call at mofall.com slash Give me clarity. Those two resources are available to you. And you will learn what the potential might be for you. And you will learn what some of the major hangups and what I'm talking about today are all about. You can always tune into this uh, radio show, Thursdays at 12 Eastern, 11 Central Time, and hear more about the work I do. But I'm going to tell you something honestly. You're not going to change your life by listening to a radio show. You're not going to change your life by reading a book. You're going to change your life by being in a fertile environment of change and transformation and being guided through something that is personal and structured so that you can have a life-changing experience in a safe environment to change the default programming that you were given, to change the way you process your feelings, to bring your soul back to life, bring it to work and craft a powerful career strategy that allows you to leverage your education, your experience, and your expertise in a new way. And many of our women are enhancing their careers and their financial situation, 20 to $50,000 usually on their first career move when they work with us. And many of the women who work with us are currently unemployed because they've either been laid off, fired, or quit or perhaps in some cases they've had caretaking responsibilities that took them out of the game one of the women who I'll be working with who joined the workshop yesterday had that exact situation she had some caretaking things that she chose to take care of for her family that altered her career path for a bit and uh, those are now behind her and she's settling that out and now it's time for her to reclaim her career so we're going to help her get back on track So that's what we do. We do it over a 12 week period of time because it's about that amount of time for us to get the soul back to life, teach you some techniques on how to re-engineer the machine that you use to process stress. That's your default programming. It's better for your default programming to be empowering and for your meaning making machine, because that's who we are as people for that meaning making machine, to process information out there, stress responses, so that it doesn't feel bad, so that it doesn't cause you to repress feelings, so it doesn't cause you to increase your fear, guilt, shame, grief, and all of that baggage stuff, where you can actually go from just surviving life to having joy in life, to having, The internal power to achieving your desires and dreams that you can actually feel love and appreciation for yourself and for everyone around you that you can live in truth and you can have insight about your future and you can be tapped into your divine energy. Every single day. Every single minute, you know, your divine energy wants to come through you. But chances are you've blocked it by this mechanism that had to be created to protect you from your feelings. It's no longer the way that human beings want to live. And so we will help you deconstruct this mechanism. We will help you come back to life at the soul level, and we will help you gain a higher and better level of career prosperity. It's what we do. We're very good at it. And I created the structure in my 12 week workshop, based on my own experience after my breast cancer journey. We've got a few minutes left. I'd love to take a caller if you're inclined to have a conversation about this or maybe ask a question that's uh, personal to you. We don't have to use your name when you call in. It's 816-251-3555. I'm going to use some examples of um, some beautiful, lovely clients who have decided to Share their story with others. Um, many of them are client interviews that you could find on my website at mofall.com or on my Facebook page, Coach Mo fall And um, some of our delightful, beautiful clients um, have been eager to share their story because they know that they're not the only one who've ha- who's had that experience. They know they're not the only woman who has been feeling less than and who knew deep inside of herself that there was more to her life and more to her soul. And she didn't know how to get there. She didn't know, uh, one such beautiful client, um, who shared her story and we received so many positive, positive comments about her share, uh, was Nadia, who came to us a couple of years ago. After she gave her all at her tech job, developing technical solutions in the retail sector, working hours that no human being could possibly sustain and feeling that she had no other choice but to work ungodly hours around the clock during this particular special project where her company was rolling out something super important. And what ended up happening is that she felt compelled to prove her worth and to prove she was a team player and smart and to be seen that way because all of us desire to be seen as special and appreciate and have people appreciate and recognize our worth. It it is a human desire. So here she is overworking and overstressed out and eventually it got the best of her. She ended up in the hospital. And um, while there, she had a, a day or two to contemplate whether that way of being was going to be sustainable for her. And at that point, she was um, just under 40, three small kids, uh, newly divorced, working in a very professional environment, very skilled, very well-educated woman. And uh, she realized that she couldn't keep going on. So there she is in the hospital recovering from a, a breakdown and scrolling through trying to find some help lucky for her lucky for us she found us we had a career clarity call with her and uh, I wasn't the one who actually spoke to her on the career clarity calls one of my team members and we uncovered the fact that what she was giving out and what was causing her burnout was something that we could help her fix but like all the women who've been in our workshop she had to be willing to dive in to her inner self and get outside her quote unquote comfort zone because the comfort zone, the way she knew how to be, the way she was put together from her family of origin, et cetera, was causing her not to be functional in her profession. It was literally causing her to be in the hospital. So we said, Hey, we can, we can help you fix this. If you're willing to dive in and get a little uncomfortable and try something new she said yes she gets into our workshop we start bringing her soul back to life she starts feeling a little bit better inside starts processing her emotions differently starts speaking differently starts understanding that her emotions are something she has to pay attention to and now we've given her empowering techniques to handle her emotions process them work through them understand them and have more empowering meaning around what those emotions are all about. And then we crafted her career strategy with her. She needed to up level. One of the reasons why she was so burnt out and stressed out is she really needed to be playing at a higher level in her career. And she didn't feel self-confident to do it on her own and she didn't know how to do it. So we helped her craft that. We helped her get her resume and her LinkedIn all geared up toward where she really ought to be in her career at this point. And even though she was scared, And unsure whether she could literally really step up like that she allowed us to help encourage her and she allowed herself to have a little bit of fear and discomfort and she believed in herself enough to go out on interviews the first tier of interviews she was overqualified for all of those jobs and she wanted more money than any of those jobs offered that's usually the first sign that you're applying for jobs that are beneath you so she took our good advice and went up to the next tier of job opportunities. And she landed her dream job and she graduated happy new job. As a matter of fact, she graduated right before my annual retreat and decided to come to that between jobs. And then she was planning on what's next after this dream job. She was in her dream job for a while and she began, she continued to work with us and she began to craft the next tier. She's climbed really quickly in her career over the last two years she has owned her truth and her power of being a smart woman who wants to make a difference in the world she has become a more empowered parent she has inspired other women in the workshop in the tribe of the kick-ass sisterhood that she belongs as part of the women who've worked with me her friends and family are inspired by her journey and she has touched countless lives by being a higher level version of who she is on the planet. Now she gets to influence executives in the financial sector with technology solutions and strategies that are going to be better for them in the long run. And she's not helping them craft technology solutions out of fear. She's not helping them craft things out of scarcity. She is doing it from a place of powerful, optimistic, enthusiastic, clarity about how technology can help them leverage their businesses and do a better job empowering their clients and their employees she's literally a technology coach to executives in the financial sector and she loves everything about her role and she continues to grow and develop as a human being as a mom as a professional woman and she has more to do for sure that's just two short years of a journey And she's a very inspiring woman now who was literally broken two years ago. And Nadia, shout out to you if you're listening. You've had an amazingly inspired journey. And it's been my pleasure to help coach you and the coaches on my team to help coach you into what has been crafted to be a beautiful life for you. And it is our desire to continue to support you and all the women who are like you who have that similar situation where they're broken and they don't know how to fix it and their default mechanism and their ability to handle stress is not working and needs to be rejigged up and re counterbalanced by the beautiful, powerful soul that we all have. So ladies and gentlemen, bringing your soul to work is essential to having a full, powerful, happy life. And it's my pleasure to help so many people do that. If you'd like to learn more, just visit my Facebook page at Coach Mo Fall or my website at mofall.com. We will see you next week here on Unity Radio with another important message to help you bring your soul to work. See you next time. This is Coach Mo Fall. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition. And awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcast.